Hello. Hi. <laughs> um. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we are. My headphones are like broken. That's kind of a bummer. Um. I can only hear you in one ear, but you know that's okay. <laughs> um. Also, just <laughs> a heads up to you and everyone on this episode, I guess. My phone is about to die, so um, we'll see how far we get. Hopefully we get enough. I'm sure we will. I believe in us. I just didn't realize it was about to die, so sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, how are you? I'm doing okay, I guess. Um, this week I have individual student conferences, so that's... Um, Gross. <laughs> Yeah, it's my time is distributed differently this week, so I'm yeah. like I'm constantly afraid I'm forgetting about something because I know mm. that my schedule's not the same, but we'll get through it. Uh it's week week 12, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's week fucking 12. Ooh, yeah. So there you go. Uh last week was both my birthday and Benjamin my son's birthday was yesterday, so it's been birthday season here. Um yeah. That's, That's about it. Um, are you teaching and um, and doing conferences or? No, I ca- I canceled our Zoom classes. Um, I'm so sorry, Dolores. Okay. So all they have to do is work on their drafts. They're working on a community issue research project, so they're working on their drafts this week and meeting with me individually. I'm so sorry. Somebody knocked on my door. I think. Stop it. Um, what a wonderful episode for all the people at home. Um, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, um, so where would you, um, where would you like to start today? Um, I just, first of all, feel the need to proclaim how much I love Alicia Elliott's A Mind Spread Out on the Ground. Mm -hmm. Um, just really enjoying enjoying it intensely and also having so many uh um thoughts about personal versus academic writing obviously which is something you and I talk about a lot um Mm -hmm. so I love this book um and also there were so many things even though I come from a completely different context you know I'm not Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't come from a Canadian indigenous background or anything and our uh, family families were different. I still found weird and uncomfortable um, connections to this text for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> so, sorry. Right now <laughs> I'm scrolling through felt theory trying to find Mm-hmm. I restarted my computer, and so I lost all my highlights, and I was like, I had this one quote I wanted to talk about today, oh. and so now I'm trying to find it, but I can't. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I think that I definitely connected with, you might have gotten through a little bit more of a mind spread out on the ground than I did, um, but I, uh, I mean, I think I'm definitely obviously connecting with that more than with the... Um, with the uh, uh what's her name the felt theory piece 
million. Yeah, why don't I know things? God, motherfuck, dude. It's okay. (laughs) I mean, it's not, but thank you. Um, But, uh, yeah, because I just was like, so I was like reading the article and I was like, oh, so this is what felt theory kind of is. And then I got to a mind spread out on the ground and I was like, oh, this is how it works. This is what it looks like and feels like and is, (laughs) you know? Um, yeah. Had and... you ever heard that before? Felt? Had you ever heard of felt theory before? Because I no. this is my first time hearing that as even a phrase. Well, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like maybe I have because honestly, when I was reading that piece, I feel like I had read it in my indigenous feminisms course. Oh. Okay. Um, but also maybe I didn't read it before because I would never have been like, oh yeah, felt theory, blah blah blah. But also because the article isn't really about that. I feel like. Which is why it's so interesting that it's called that. Um, yeah, it's more. It seems to be more about the ways that community and individual narratives, whether they're allowed to be part of considered history or not. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, like, like felt theory intrigues me. I don't feel like I have a great handle on it. But you're right to point out that. I guess what Alicia Elliott's doing could um, could be what, what we point to as using felt theory. Um, yes. I mean, so I think that, like, my general gist of understanding is just, like, and I think that I wish that we had been working with this reading, like, earlier in the course because I feel like it lines up both of them line up really well with everything that we've been saying about what embodied rhetoric does, means, is for us. It's mm-hmm. this, like, and it, and so it's saying that, like, that the body has a particular knowledge and yeah. language and ways of knowing that are not, can't be constituted in other ways. Like, you know, like, it, it's mm-hmm. unique to the body. Um and uh yeah and so like I get that I feel like it's like you were talking about here that it's like in this article it's a lot more about like inherited pain um than kind of like the context or the or the terms or whatever the grounds that we've been thinking about it on um my god Brittany if I can't find this quote I am going to shoot (laughs) myself uh, you'll find it. I have faith in you. Um, God damn it. What I do love about about having this this word now, this, you know, felt theory, mm-hmm. is um, I do think, I mean, we've been saying this in various ways that, like, you know, we can talk about theory and we can talk about things that um, happen to us, happen to our communities and stuff, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, if we're not talking about the way it actually feels in the body or affects actual bodies, then something is missing. Um, So I do feel like this, you know, this argument for the validity of, um, you know, just how things, how we feel about things and how the body feels and things is really important. And I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad to have read both things, even if I was still a little puzzled. Um, about the parameters, I guess, of felt theory after reading the million piece. What do you, oh, just like in what kinds of contexts we can use it? Yeah, I just, yeah, exactly. I just want to know more. Um, 
uh, about how it's operating or how it could possibly operate um, beyond the, because um, she really, are you, are you looking for the sick burn she did? God, yes, you okay. know I am. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> but, you know, like the beyond just the specific article, I would like to know more about felt theory i'll also look for the sick burn because listen <laughs> i'm gonna cry like I, like <laughs> i've been scrolling up and down the same like four pages looking for it and i just can't <laughs> find it anywhere oh it's pretty great. whatever anyway um yeah i mean i think that that and i think honestly that that question is a question that i have a lot of like can i and what does it mean to take um, indigenous theory and put it into practice in in non-indigenous spaces? So, like, for non-indigenous bodies, right? So, like, what does it mean for me as, like, a, um, as like a settler to, I don't know, be informed and to try ex- and extend um, these theoretical concepts to like my own ways of being um I don't know if that's what you're talking about but that's what I think a lot about whenever yeah. I'm engaging yeah. with indigenous theory yeah um I yeah I'm so I think you and I have talked about this before I'm so grateful yeah. to be here in this place where we get indigenous theory in various yeah. places because anytime I I get to read and engage with indigenous theory I feel like I'm coming out with with um a better understanding and better ways of thinking all around um yeah sorry I'm also still looking for the sick burn I do I know right it's like and I don't have my (laughs) keyboard attached to my computer or I would just like control f Uh, but actually I don't even maybe this pdf isn't searchable I'm sure everyone like knows what we're talking about. It the it is yeah. the most outrageous thing I've ever seen, honestly. <laughs> in amazing. An, in an academic uh genre. And I've seen I've seen some stuff, Brittany. I know. It's where she's it's where she's going all in on how bad this white dude is. I know. Like that's what I just was like so I was like, this is this article is doing so many different things and um okay i gotta stop i gotta stop looking for it because i just can't even finish a sentence uh it's yeah but it really is doing so many um different things and i just like i just needed to focus on one thing (laughs) like like (laughs) you know and um so i just i felt like this like critique of why while like really enjoyable to read just like as like you know, I'd love to watch you take someone to task, but, like, it just felt, I don't know, disconnected. Kind of connected, but I just feel like she could write a whole paper yelling at this guy. And then I could have had a whole paper about felt theory, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, goodness gracious. Okay, whatever. Sorry. I'm not going to waste <laughs> our airtime. I'm so disappointed in myself. Um, <laughs> so talk to me about then a mind spread out on the ground. So, I mean, I, um, I've i read several pieces of it, but like I, again, I think you 
you've engaged with it a little bit more than I have. Um, so I'd like to talk about weight because I really. Um, yes, I do too. Um, enjoyed that. So Liz and I were like, let's, let's make sure when we were talking ahead and planning for this, we're like, let's make sure we at least both read one chapter and, and you said, wait, I don't know, like, why did you, I don't, I don't even know why you said that. I knew nothing about that chapter when I said, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, I literally just looked at the chapters and I was yeah. like, mm, I feel like that's probably going to be about stuff I'm interested in. <laughs> okay. Well, it's wild that you picked that one. Cause I, like I said, I was reading, I was like, oh my God, I'm, oh my God, this is like, yeah. I've done all this stuff too. Well, not all of it, but a good deal of mm-hmm. it. Um, I will say before we start on that, I loved the opening, um, the opening section, which is the same as the title of the book. Mine spread out on the ground for its, yeah, kind of. Um, well, first of all, I just loved the structure I read that. of it, um, comparing mm-hmm. depression and how it feels like a weight and a numbness, and then kind of going into how it was thought of historically. And then how um, how it is described in Mohawk language and how that means this, these two different things. But one of them is, you know, that your mind is literally like spread out on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought that was a really great example of how to use embodied language and rhetoric to talk about um, something that if you're not. So if you're talking about depression and you're not including the way it makes it affects the body, then. I don't understand what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, it's just kind of ridiculous. And when I, I talk a lot about like theory that um, feels too abstract um, and like there's, you know, like what real world applicability does, does some of this stuff have? So I just thought that was a really good example of what we mean when we talk about um, and talking about the body in different ways. Yeah, I really love the ways that language is connected because it's like it's getting at the failability of of the many languages that we use and like in kind of really highlighting for me like why a consideration of embodied rhetoric is necessary because um because there is not like a, a language to describe you know what I mean and mm-hmm. so to to stand and then challenge like um our own limit or like maybe to highlight or point out our own limitations of like um reading and listening right is that we also need to read and listen to the languages that the body produces um yeah but uh yeah, anyway, I'm still looking for this sentence. I'm so sorry. I, like, now it's going to just drive me insane until I find it. Um, so, yeah. um, anyway. Um, but uh, what did you like about, well, let's talk about weight. And also when yeah. I was reading then that first chapter, um, a mind or yeah a mind spread out on the ground I was like oh this pairs so well with this other chapter that um that we were talking oh, yeah. about but um, yeah. what did you think um well first of all just I oh my god I, I found it I'm okay so sorry. Do thing, we have to talk about it <laughs> I'm so sorry oh I could I almost jumped for joy okay um so sorry guys to kind of detract a little bit but to go back um to the felt the theory piece 
But when she says, but what is objective except Western science's own wet dream of detached corporate reality? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was amazing. I was like, damn. I I screamed a little bit like out in my house when I was, I just, yeah. I mean, she is, and it's so interesting because I think also you made a comment um, you know, when we were chatting about this before, kind of like um, about the language of this piece and like how it just felt like it was dated later or earlier, right? That it's older mm, than it, it yes. really is. And then to come, to come out and be like, <laughs> what yeah, objective except Western science's own way of dream of detect. I just, <laughs> incredible. Um, that was incredible. And that, an incredible moment. Yeah, like that's the kind of uh, like I want to I want to be that kind of person that just like tells people to fuck off in the middle of my piece of writing. Anyway, <laughs> now we can go back to my spread out on the ground now that I have uh, satisfied and that's been spoken into existence and into the <laughs> the database and can never be erased. Um, yeah, let's talk about weight. Yeah, um, I was just surprised to go into it and to realize how much I was going to personally vibe with this because, um, as you know, I also had a teenage pregnancy and a baby. Yeah. Um, and so like a lot of the stuff she talks about, I'm like, yeah. And it, like I said, we have different contexts, different families. I'm not, I'm not trying to claim, um, everything in this piece as being something that I can personally relate to. Um, but some things were eerily like, on point for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah what did you think of it yeah I mean um first of all I was like yes pregnancy is disgusting let's talk (laughs) about it like (laughs) I just was like um so I really appreciated um like I just appreciate the presence of the body here and then like, honestly, when I came into this chapter, right, because we we're just like, he said to read selections. And so I was like, oh, this will probably be interesting. And it's like a completely different kind of weight, but also kind of similar to the weight that she's talking about um, in that first chapter. And uh, and so that's also what I appreciate is just like all of the different ways that this body that this body like produces and takes on and carries weight. Mm-hmm. Um and and how it communicates the um like the the heaviness <laughs> or the weariness yeah. that's associated with with that kind of weight um yeah and yeah well it, on the weight theme it was it also did a really great job so obviously there's the weight that she's carrying in her own body but there's this weight of like family history mm-hmm. and of knowing or believing because you're told you're told so that you know this this particular um situation is going to lead to this particular situation you know what I mean so oh Mm -hmm. now your life's over now you can't do all this other stuff so like there's weight inside and outside and I thought that um Elliot wrote that fantastically um and then also there's that idea in the very beginning of the chapter that the body has this knowledge that even like a medical test can't 
can't read yet um yeah there's something about your body that that knows something um yeah and it's like how does it communicate that knowledge to you that's what's like mm-hmm. fucking fascinating and I think that that's what um like I feel like often the question that we're trying to answer in this class is like why does this matter or why do we do this or what is this I'm like that's what it is for me I mean it's that and many other things but yeah I also I also knew like I just knew I like Mm -hmm. kind of talked myself out of it and went to like the health department for a pregnancy test or whatever because I thought I I, so I got the pregnancy test because I wanted to get on birth control but I knew I already knew I was already pregnant and I knew it was too late um so I just I kind of vied with that too um and then you know there's that so we have the um scene where I think she's going to was thinking about putting um, the baby up for adoption and the woman's mm-hmm. asking her all those invasive questions and stuff. Um, and then it kind of switches, right? There's that sentence. I feel like that this chapter has like a hinge there. And, and mm-hmm. the sentence is, there are so few differences between idealism and arrogance. You thought it would be easy to be a full-time student and a part-time mother, um, et cetera. It goes on a little bit from there. So then we move into her experience um, after having the baby which also so I didn't my parents really wanted me to leave Mm -hmm. the the baby who is Sophia um with them and go to college and only see her on the weekends but like that's not what I did and I did have this idea in my head that I was going to be able to parent a baby and um go to college do my freshman year of college and I even tried to waitress and like as you can probably guess it was a spectacular flaming failure <laughs> in all ways <laughs> um so I don't know I just had this but I wouldn't I wouldn't have made a different choice so I don't know it was just kind of weirdly painful for me to read but also kind of um I don't know Tony Morrison has this great um essay I think it's in the back of playing in the dark anyway so someone's interviewing her and they're like, for some reason, asking her this question about um, teen mothers having babies and how they they could have they could have been these things. And Toni Morrison's like, well, they still can. It's not the babies that are the problem. It's society's lack of support for mothers. Like, why couldn't they do both? It's not it's not because they aren't smart, you know, or it's not because they're parents. It's just because it's impossible or so difficult to to be able to do both because our society is way more interested in punishing mm-hmm. um, what they see as um, improper pregnancies or yeah. mothering or whatever than it is in actually supporting um, mothers and babies. So, I don't know. It just made me think about that, too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I had a thought. What is it? <laughs> this is a good question. I do not, does not know. Um, <laughs> it's gone. It's left me. Um, but, uh, oh, I think I was, I wanted to say something about, um, I don't know that we've talked a ton or maybe enough. We've talked like a little bit, like when we were talking, when we were looking at those like grotesque pieces um, but also this this week's selection are are really highlighting for me 
And also, LOL, if, like, this is the theme of the week. It's not. It's probably indigenous um, something. But, uh, like, I just, like, gendered bodies or gendered embodied rhetoric is really um, important here. And, like, I I don't really know how to talk about it. it. Yeah, we've been talking about gender a lot. But I just am, like, kind of fascinated by this idea of, like, and so not all, right, so it's not all women's bodies can or do, like, go through these kinds of processes. But then when I'm thinking about, like, knowledge that the body knows, I'm kind of in awe of this, like, connection of embodied knowledge that, like, is kind of unique to women. Like, this this kind of experience that, like, you're talking about, Um like to 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 know um i don't know i think i've been thinking a lot about that flea bag scene where um what's her fucking face is like talking about how pain is built into like women's lives um yeah like and like that's the kind of thing like we have yeah. this common um kind of like touchstone um of of like knowledge that lives inside of our bodies <laughs> and languages yeah. that our body gives to us that is like specific to gender and again that's like a very big like generalization right because not all women's bodies um carry this knowledge in the same way um right or communicate in the same way um but it is i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this but there are some words yeah and i guess i do see it does feel like um, the kind of knowledge, the kind of narratives that aren't considered relevant to certain academic spaces. Um, so I guess I, maybe that's why whenever I read something like A Mind Spread Out on the Ground, I feel, I still initially feel surprised that this was included and valued in an academic space mm-hmm. um, I feel pleased as well um, but it bothers me that my initial it bothers me that my initial feeling is one of like being surprised and grateful like I shouldn't have to feel grateful that I get to read a piece of writing in you know um, this academic institution that feels like it has something to do with my lived experiences and other women's lived experiences and you know we can keep going with different identities that are marginalized yeah yeah I mean I think that there's a lot about women's bodies that you know we try to delete (laughs) um from conversation slash existence dude I fucking loved it last week when Cara was like was she talking was she talking about titties in class and uh oh yeah I was like yes (laughs) please thank you uh Because I just, like, felt like it's, like, we don't normally do that. And we should. We're talking about bodies. This is, like, an important, like, pieces of, I don't know, bodies. And also a lot of, you know, I don't don't have a point. I'm just talking. Anyway, thanks, Kari, for talking about titties in class. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I should probably not call them that. What do we say? Boobs is a lot better. Uh, I don't know what you know that goes right back to my point like there are 
okay words and not okay words and you know yeah I don't like that either necessarily (laughs) um anyway sorry I feel like I've taken us down like a kind of a weird rabbit hole that's not super productive but um when is our podcast ever productive I guess (laughs) is also I resist I resist being productive in this podcast (laughs) um but yeah um Anyway, are there any other points that we need to make before my phone dies? Um, I don't think so. I uh, I am excited to hear what other people in the class thought about this reading. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, I just really enjoyed, uh, particularly a mind spread out on the ground. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, let's take just a quick second to. Shout out to our midterm project. If anyone besides mm-hmm. JG is listening to this, <laughs> yep. we're about to send out um, invitations for um, creative submissions. We're putting together um, a digital zine focused on um, bodies in productivity during the pandemic. So we're trying mm-hmm. to problematize this idea of productivity. Um, so we're just looking for you to respond or engage with that in whatever way um, feels good to you. Um, to think about your body, other bodies, corporal or non. Uh, am I saying mm-hmm. that word? Cor- am I, is that right? Corporal? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not how I said it. Well, I don't know how I said it. Don't worry about it. That's hilarious. Um I don't know English. I never know how to pronounce words because I was always that kid who was reading a lot, but like never heard them out loud. Yes! So then I never said them correctly when I was actually in a space to use them. <laughs> Literally all up until my, all the way up until my master's program, I said aesthetic. I have no idea. Why. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> There's an E there. Like, come on, you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. We're um, looking for submissions. We're also looking to create some um, webs of connectivity for participants in the project. So if you do decide to submit something, we will be asking that you engage in conversation with other participants or with Brittany and myself um, about the work that you're producing, about the process of producing it and kind of um, how you're reflecting and engaging with whatever kinds of bodies um, your piece focuses on. Um, and so these we're looking for, you know, multimodal sub- submissions, things that can be um, uh, anything that I can put on this digital zine that we're, that we're making. Um, so this okay. could look like podcasts. This could look like creative, um, like written pieces. This could look like um, multimedia something. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I don't know words. <laughs> Okay. But we have an official invite and a um, an intake survey. So if you'd like to participate, um, if you'd like to make something, uh, let us know. Um, yeah. Oh, we should you just too, you too could participate in a rambling podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that does nothing and says inappropriate words as often as possible. <laughs> um. Anyway, we'll probably. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'll just go ahead and link the the information to the forum post. So then that way you have it if you want it. Okay. Yeah. Be our friend. 
Um, Give us, give us nice things. And uh, yeah, that's all I have. Is that all you have? It is. Okay. It is. Bye, friends. Goodbye.